0: This is Joy, and this is the Joy of Social Work podcast. Uh, Why did I, like, blank out? Hi! How's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty okay. So, today is Saturday, the 18th, but this will come out Sunday, the 19th of August. And my birthday just passed, the 15th. Yay! Happy birthday to me! (laughs) So, I'm 34 now. Mmm all the aches and pains and things are gonna continue and today if you're listening on sunday is the anniversary of my dad's death today makes nine years that he has been gone um and it's always it's just always just so interesting because you know it was my first major loss i mean i would say my grandmother my my mom's mom was my first major major loss um but my dad's death um Definitely was my first, like, whoo, this, this, this shit is real. Like, I'm, pre- I'm, tre- I'm pretty sure I talked about it in the first episode when I talked about um, my parents dying and whatever. But it was the first one that, like, really hit hard. And the first time I think I realized how permanent death was and how, like, you can ask for someone back, but they don't necessarily come back because that's not how it works. Uh, and prior to that I used to work at a daycare and there was this kid who would cry every day and say Miss Daddy, Miss Daddy I miss Daddy and he just wanted his dad to come pick him up and I would like find myself saying that or thinking that after my dad died and um, so it was just 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 interesting how I feel like I really learned about death when my dad died so today if it's Sunday and you're listening marks nine years um, I don't have anything planned as of yet that might change today in real time Uh, but his death usually feels a little different because I think I'm like still on a birthday high excuse me and my dad was very much a birthday person I feel like there are all of the sounds why is there an airplane (laughs) oh my god all of the noise I'm sorry I apologize also for the sound on the last episode because it was a little a little feedbacky and strange so we're trying to um, my producer and I had a meeting to try to get the sound right Um, but you also can't like stop airplanes from going over while you're recording they just don't respect you like that Uh, this isn't one of those podcasts where we're in the studio, we're like in the bedroom right now so anyway um was uh, saying oh because I'm usually like coming off a birthday high for my dad for the anniversary of my dad's death he was a birthday person and you know he was the person that talked a lot about death before he died and would always say I don't want you to cry I don't want you to cry like I want you to like celebrate and be happy and just like live your life and do the things you want to do so I usually try to celebrate him in a positive way or have a drink in his name or whatever. So we'll see. We'll see what, what today, tomorrow. It's weird, like, speaking into the future. But, like, we'll see what the nineteen holds for me celebrating my, my, my pops, Hezekiah. So, yeah. So anyway, so like I said, my birthday was Wednesday. Thank you for everyone who uh, said happy birthday, who celebrated with me. People sent me dollars and ten dollars and sixty dollars. Like it was just like an amazing experience. Um, I appreciate everyone who donated to the podcast. We definitely will keep it up for <laughs> at least another year, <laughs> uh, which was very exciting. You know, I appreciate the support. Um, this this is a an interesting experience to have to to be able to share so much about you with people who you don't know you don't really know who's listening and I'm able to like help myself and be able to express how I'm feeling and what I'm going through and in real time and I'm also able to like help a person or let somebody know like what they're going through isn't odd and they're not crazy and and life sometimes sucks and just being transparent and and you know sharing with you guys just has made me so happy and I thank you thank you for listening thank you for supporting thank you for everything um, I'm very honored I think I have hesitated on using this platform And not even this platform, because I think I didn't Never, podcast was never an idea Before, people used to be like, oh you should make YouTube videos And like I said, I'm just not Built for (laughs) people being like I don't like your hair I don't like your face I don't like your this, all of of the noises Oh my god, come on It was mad quiet I should have done this at like 4 o'clock in the morning When there was no sounds Um But yeah, so For being able to like Have this And to be able to do something with it has been dope and an awesome experience And again I thank you And I won't you know Continue to just say thank you Because you might be like That's annoying I wish you would stop Maybe not So Y'all So Like I said Just turned 34 And so Last year, people were like, Oh, you're going into your Jesus year. Your Jesus year is your 33rd birthday or your 33rd year of life. And I was like, What does that even mean? So, let me give you two definitions, both from Urban Dictionary. So, <laughs> these are my sources for today. So, the, what is a Jesus year? The 33rd year of life where you are reborn in some sense, perhaps a midlife crisis, perhaps an ego death. Beha- perhaps the year where you abandon old ways and start new. Or perhaps you're affixed to a cross and come out the other side a spiritual figure that historians, the- theologians, worshipers, and dissenters make the subject of many conversation. Or like the break it down, like the, sm- the shorter version of the, de- the definition is your 33rd year of life where it's a time to get moving or get things done, Maybe. So I'm like, oh, what did I do in my Jesus year? Well I launched a podcast. I think that's pretty uh amazing and pretty dope. Uh and it has allowed me, like I just said, to 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 heal live. I remember in the beginning it was very raw. There's <laughs> a lot of like crying, a lot of cursing, a lot of feelings a lot of anger a lot of sadness and not that I don't still experience those things I think that I don't talk about them in the same way I think I also feel differently about them a little bit like obviously I still miss Rashid, But I, like obviously I talk about him every day and sometimes I'm like I probably annoy the people that I that guy speak to because I bring him up in regular conversations quite often um, so just because I'm not talking about him here, just because every day I'm not making a post on Instagram or having like a, uh, Insta story grant doesn't mean he's not still a part of my everyday because he is still very much a part of my everyday and I keep his name alive and his memory and what you won't do <laughs> is not <laughs> hear about him <laughs> Uh, even if I'm not, you know, sharing it here, like he does, come up all the time. You can ask people if you are like, she done moved on. No, I haven't. Still, still, still very real. Still very fresh, Still hurts. Still very sad. But yeah, so I launched this podcast, and a few weeks ago, maybe a week ago, I don't know how long. I don't have concepts of time. But recently, I went to a live taping of The Thick, which is another podcast that I listen to, and one of the things that they said like somebody was like what do you what advice do you give podcasters who feel like they haven't like popped yet like like when am I gonna be as big as you guys as big as the read as big as never gonna be as big as Oprah but like you know on a level where people are listening and people are tuned in and really like um not dependent on your podcast but they're like looking forward to it coming out and they made a good point, and they said, like, you can't give up, you can't stop, because podcasts like The Real have been happening for, they're in their third year, I think they said, uh, but Kid Fury has been making videos about Beyonce on that orange back, on the orange wall for years, and now he's becoming big. So it's one of those, like, you can't give up, and you can't stop on your dreams, because you're not having a million listens right away. But you got to keep grinding. So I think that was really helpful for me to hear because sometimes I get discouraged. Like I like teeter totter of like getting discouraged and being like, well, you said that this was not for other people. Like like it is, but like like your goal is to really have it be for you, and you want to help one person. So if one person has listened, you've reached your goal. So don't be discouraged if a hundred people listen. That's a hundred. Pe- like that's a hundred people. Like that's still a huge accomplishment, Joy, and really. Um, I guess being okay with that and like in the process and like really learning and really trying to make this podcast a thing that can grow and become bigger than (laughs) me sitting on the floor right now. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm like, maybe I should have sat in a chair. All of the things. But, like, it, it, haven't it become a thing that is bigger than what it is right now? You know, my my producer friend and I <laughs> having this meeting and, you know, we're, we're talking about, like, changing the format. And I think we, like, had, I, I think I, like, spoke about that very early on of, like, how we wanted the format to be. And it, and it became more of, like me just talking or, like, sometimes having people on and really trying to figure out what it is we're trying to do and making it streamlined so that you know, like, Joy's going to talk for this amount of minutes about whatever's going on in her life. And then this thing is going to happen, and then this thing is going to happen. And, like, it being, I guess, a little more polished. So, you know, some things might be happening soon. I bet done ordered business cards, so you can't tell me. We ain't finna pop off, so I'm excited about it. But I think that this was probably... Uh, what would I say is the hardest thing I've had to do this year? <laughs> mm, maybe not the hardest. No, I wouldn't say it's the hardest. I think it's like the most fun slash stressful things I had to do this year Um, and stressful in that I think I still sometimes worry too much about what other people might be thinking or like if people aren't supporting you know I appreciate my friend group because my friends give me feedback my friends listen, my friends will post about it and I'll be like oh you guys love me Um, but then not everybody does and then it's like oh do you think that this is dumb? But then, like, why do I even care what you think? Like, if you think this is dumb, that's a you thing. That's not a me thing because whatever. Anywho, (laughs) I'm, like, going down a whole nother path when we're not going there. So in 33, I launched a podcast. In 33, I also started a new job, which was scary. Um... I started a new position as a director. So I have a team, I supervise a team of people, and I'm coming off of a job where I really wanted to do this work there, and there wasn't a space to do it. And so I was trying to create a space, but it was like, You can, like, kind of have a space, but you can't have the whole space because of the way things are set up and whatever. And, like, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day that I probably won't really go into because it is what it is. Um, But, like, now I have the space to to supervise people, like newer social workers, interns, um, people who aren't even social workers, who just, like, work in this field providing other kind of supports for students and for families – and, like, teaching people what I know. And it's like, what? So, like, in, in like, me being a supervisor, I've had to, like, use my voice more. And so I tell people all the time, I'm really shy and I don't talk a lot. And people are like, you. Like, my friends are like, you talk all the time. <laughs> you don't shut up. And you're not shy. Because I'm, I think I'm an a introverted extrovert. I don't know if that's a real thing. But I think that I am. Like, I can be, like, Center of attention, look at me da, 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 da. And I could also be in the corner Not speaking to anybody Like, it depends on who you get And what's going on Um. So in this role I really have had to Use my voice And it was like one of those Like, you've asked for a seat at this table Now you got this seat at this table And now you have to say something Like, you can't just sit here And just be a body. Like, you have to contribute to conversations. You have to tell people that you're not dumb. Like, you have to show people you're not dumb and that you deserve to be here. And that's been hard because I almost think that... I mean, like, I definitely grew up in a home where I should have been seen and not heard. Like, definitely was a lesson that my mom would tell me. Children should be seen and not heard. And like, no, I'm not a child now. So, of course, I should be heard as well as seen. But I think I've... For many years, have dulled my voice, and not have expressed myself in ways that I should, or like I should because I have a voice, and I should because I have valuable things to say, and I'm and I know things that I haven't used it for, and now I have a, I'm at the table, and I need to say something, and so that's been a challenge, and like that's been a a growth that like. In the beginning, I would say that I didn't speak as much in meetings and I didn't, like, share as many ideas as I had or, like, things would happen and I would be annoyed by the outcome. But I didn't contribute anything to the decision and that's why it didn't come out the way that I think it should have come out in the first place. And so 33 has really allowed me and... And and made me, like forced me to open my mouth and to speak and to say the things that I am thinking and feeling. Even if somebody else might not like them and might not agree with them, I shouldn't dull myself and dumb myself down to make other people in the room feel comfortable. Fuck out of here. You are uncomfortable with what I have to say. Then maybe you should leave the room. But I'm staying because this is what I need to say. And this is what I think is going to help this situation. And so that is just where I am. I am really looking forward to the new school year. I have a new team. Um, it's, like, sad to see old people go, but I'm excited that I get to, like, build these new social workers up in, or, like, in upcoming social workers because I have interns um, into, like, these powerhouse forces, like, when they go on to their next placement or their next position that people are like, wow you are X, Y, and Z and it's like, yeah, my social my supervisor was shit. Because I think that I don't think that I was that kind of a supervisor last year. I'm about to throw a whole lot. I don't think that I was that kind of supervisor last year because I think that I was still I was I was afraid to to be that person. You know, I think it also like part of it is like in being a black woman I wasn't, and I'm going to speak for myself, I would say all, but I'm going to speak for myself and say I wasn't ever taught how to be a boss or a supervisor or whatever to white people. I think, I don't know, and I could be totally wrong, and feel free to disagree with this, but I think like our country is based on white people knowing how to... Uh, I don't want to say boss around, but maybe it is. Like, tell black people what to do. And I don't think it's been built in the other way. Like, I struggled sometimes with telling white people what to do because sometimes they would ask why. (laughs) And it's like, because I am your supervisor and I told you to. Um, Or like, because I know more about this thing because I'm more experienced and I have a degree and you don't. Like, whatever the case may be. Like, I think there was... Some kind of, sometimes a disconnect and like I am the supervisor you need to listen to me and I don't care if you are a privileged person so looking forward to continuing to use my, my voice and using it more and not being afraid to say things that are an unpopular opinion in rooms of people who don't look like the kids that we are serving but again that's 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 a whole bigger thing but you know just give me a little taste of 33 and what I what I came out of it with and so in like using my voice I would say I really have advocated for myself this year um advocated for myself in that I had some issues at work people have said some wild shit to me um but I just don't have it in me to look for a job like I just in the words of one of my friends, my next job will be working for myself. So I cannot be bothered with changing and all of this other stuff. But, I would feel, you know, in the in the times of like, with, if you say something about someone, sometimes it's considered bullying. I mean, like, people have like said wild shit. I've been like, people have said microaggressional things to me. People have said blatant racist things to me. And, Instead of, like, just taking it and putting it in my pocket or letting me feel a way about it or being sad or feeling like I don't want to be around such a, such a, such a, I've said something and I've addressed it and that is something that is very not joy. Like, I don't like confrontation. I don't like to be in, I don't like arguing. I don't like issues. Like, I just want everything to be very kumbaya all the time and, That has gotten me not very far in certain situations in life because people will do what you allow them to do. So if you continue to say, wow, that's racist shit to me, and I sit there and continue to let you say it to me, that is what you will do. But when I address it and I say, what you're not going to do is say these things to me, now people are starting to respect me in a different way because I have said something. And they've heard, because people don't stop talking. Um, they've heard that. Oh well, this is what you can't say and do to Joy because this is how she's going to react. So, I am proud of myself for being able to say these things and have these difficult conversations because I swear to you, I wouldn't have been able to do that before. And even like in in the basic level of advocating for myself, me saying that I needed to move out and move from Brooklyn because it was it felt toxic was was i think my biggest um my biggest feat this year and that's been recent but i think me being like i need to be in a different space for me and i understand that that is unpop- an unpopular opinion for other people but for me like i need to be happy why do i have to sit here and be more depressed and more anxious and more miserable than i really have to be because I want to stay in this space to make other people happy nah fuck out of here and so I left and I am I feel better I think I look better I think I am treating myself better um like I I talked a little bit about, like, the drinking thing and the coping thing. I definitely was drinking a lot in Brooklyn. Um, I think more than I want to admit, but, like, now I'm not. I am eating better. I am going to the gym not as often as I should, but I've been there. (laughs) I'm going to get my life together. I swear I will. Um, But I'm not eating beef patties and cheese and drinking a bottle of wine every night so there is some improvement y'all little successes is, is is what I'm saying and saying like this is what the fuck I need is okay why should you be miserable for other people no I am not people pleasing no more sorry tangent anyway but in talking about the depression and anxiety, I think I've become way more in tune with my own mental health and other people's mental health and like really understanding trauma and healing and being able to like see it in people more in myself more than before. Like I think having gone through this experience has made me a better social worker and it's made me a better Friend to my friends who really need to be in therapy, but I, I don't, I don't know if it's like, it's too hard to look for one. My insurance is sucks. My insurance sucks or like whatever the case may be. Like, I just don't believe in it, but I think that I'm able to have conversations with them that they need to be having every week with somebody because, no, I'm not their therapist. I couldn't be their therapist. That's a whole conflict of interest and unethical. But, like, I I feel like I know, like, all right, it is, I am at a low, and this is the thing, these are the things that I need to do to get through this day or get through this moment. Or I am really anxious right now, and this is what I need to do to get through this moment, get through this day. And I am so in tune with myself and so in tune with, like, you are, like, you, like I feel like I almost proudly say, like, that I am depressed and I have anxiety, which is not something that I would have said before. I think I, like, always knew that I was a depressed person. Um, like, even, like, if you read, like, old diaries of mine from, like, the seventh grade, like somebody should have intervened long time ago, but whatever, like better late than never. But I think I say it proudly because it's not a bad thing. Like it's a thing that so many people are dealing with and so many people, I think you might be almost better if you just admit it and like you work on it because it's not a death threat. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you less of a person like You have a thing, and that is okay. What are you gonna do about it? It's like with anything. You have high blood pressure. What are you gonna do about it? You have diabetes. What are you gonna do about it? We worry so much about like our physical stuff, but we're not worrying about our mental health. Like you you need to work on it. Like it's like it's real. And so I'm working on it. I'm feeling better. I like think I'm living better. And. I feel like I'm able, like I said, able to connect more to people. And like, I feel like lately in regular conversations with friends, a lot of these things have been coming up. And I'm sure that's because I've created a safe space for them to talk about it. And so many of them have so many traumas. And I'm like, yeah, I really want you to go to therapy. I think everyone should be in therapy. And therapists should get paid more. But I think we all should be there. And, like, insurance companies should really not make you pay copay to go to a good therapist. And they should just accept all insurances and so people can get the real help that they really need. But who do I write a letter to about that? Because that is a real issue. So, yeah. What else? Um, I think that... So, I feel like... And I don't remember if I talked about it when this podcast first aired. I think I might have. Um, but after every loss that I've experienced... I've questioned my faith because it's I struggle with with understanding how this person or this being that creates life also takes it and takes it often feels like at the wrong times. Not that there's like a right time, but I think I could understand people being like a hundred and dying struggle with people being 36 and dying. You know what I'm saying? Um so so I struggled with my faith. But like I feel like in becoming in tune with myself and and trying to be less pessimistic. I'm a very pessimistic person. I am always waiting for the other shoe to drop. The glass is always half empty, like, but I'm trying to be a little less negative because I think it's it's just not good for me. Um, I've been working on my faith. I do say thank God every day. Um, because that is another day that I have on this earth to do something for myself. Or for to to help someone. Um, so I do, I am grateful for every day that I see. Um, but I still do get, get like the side eye of like, Well, damn. Well, why? 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 Why my parents? Why my boyfriend? I don't understand. Like, it bothers me. You know, I remember the day that Rashim died. His mom texted me like, oh, I think you should come to the hospital. And I went to the bathroom and I said, God, don't you make him die because I cannot do this again. You need to make sure he is okay. And like, He wasn't. And then I was like, I just don't understand. Like, I asked you. I think I asked you nicely. Maybe I didn't ask nice enough. And, you know, then there was this whole back and forth whether maybe I'm not talking to God, right? Or whatever the case may be. Um, But my friends and I have been talking about that, you know, we grew up in the church together. And we're like, you know, Christianity is so fear-based. Like, you fear this person and you fear that if you do these things, you will go to hell. And, and maybe we want to, like, broaden our perspective and learn about other faiths and other spiritualities because and other religions or whatever because it is it, not all like this. It's not all being afraid of, like, hell and dying and you got to do good things all the time or you're going to, like, that is stressful. Like, I just want to be good because I just want to be good. Please don't scare me. But, I don't know. So maybe, you know... In 34, I'll get to, like, learn about other religions and learn about other things and really broaden my horizons. Because I think all black people feel like you got to go to church. And church has all of the answers. And I think that's why some of us don't seek mental health. Because we just going to pray it away. Some shit you can't pray away. Like, God can help you with it and support you with it. But you need to talk about that, sis. Like, come on. Boo, get your life. So, yeah. Um, I, like, wrote a little bit of notes, you know. I was trying to be a little professional this time. And then, like, another thing is, like, relationships. And I feel like with every year is a change in relationships. Um, and I'm grateful. I, You know, I will big up my friends to, to the death of me. Because I do have an amazing support system. Like, even when relationships aren't as tight as they used to be, I still know that that person is there. Um, it's always dope for me when my relationships with people get stronger and I'm like oh my god I really like you you was really like my sister well you was really my brother my one brother because I have one male friend (laughs) um but like when I like these relationships start to grow and you get to like have conversations about yeah when I was five My mother used to do this and this and this. Or my father used to do this and this and this. Or like in school, this would happen to me. And I never used to like myself. And I used to think I was ugly. And my nose was always... Like when you start to have those real conversations with people, it just... For me, it just opens up a whole nother level of your... Like you just like unlock level 65 of friendship. And you get to really... I think knowing someone's history and their traumas and their past and their childhood really helps you understand them as an adult and understanding like how they were raised when people like tell me about like that they're growing up I'm like oh well and that explains why you do that and it's just so enlightening to me and I'm just so blessed to have the friends that I have and a lot of my friends I've known for most of my life and I hope that you know our friendships continue to blossom and to grow And I think there was at a point, and I think I used to, in the beginning of this podcast, I do remember being like, saying stuff and then be like, y'all probably think I'm a hater. But like, the reality is I was a hater. I was not happy with my friends being happy. And that is a hard thing to admit, a hard thing to say out loud. Um, But I think a lot of us experience it, but I'm not talking about a lot of us. I'm talking about me. I was so unhappy with my friends being happy because they all had the things that I wanted. They have parents, they have relationships, they have marriage, they have children, they have love. And these are all things that I right now feel like I don't have and it hurts. And it took like recently and I would like maybe even say since I've moved and that was The end of July? The middle of July? What month? (laughs) I don't even know. I think it was the middle of July? So a month ago? For me to really be like, I'm happy for my friends. And I'm happy that they're happy. And my time will come. And I think this time, last year, you couldn't tell me my time was gonna come because I didn't want to hear that shit. But now, I do believe that there is something on the other side of this. And there is something that I will get from this. I do think that there's a possibility that I will love again and someone will love me and I can have a family and live happily ever after and then be hurt again because one of us is going to die. You know like and then that shit comes back because that shit is real. Um, But I'm so happy that I can admit out loud that I wasn't happy and that I wasn't happy for them but now I am and then I feel bad about not I'm sure not expressing the right emotions in the moment because I couldn't. Um, So if you're listening, friends, (laughs) congratulations on all of your successes over the last years. I'm really happy for you now. Um, Sorry that I was a bitter bitch a few months ago. But I love you all. Yes, I do. Like, really do. Like, genuinely. For real, for real. So... That's basically, like, a recap of, like, what this year's been like. I'm sure that I'm missing some stuff. All of the hospital bills that I have from being really anxious and going to the ER. Yeah. That's, like, a whole nother. I should do an episode on, like, hospital bills and, like, is there a way to pay them off? I should find, like, a financial advisor to figure that out. But what I'm really looking forward to in 34 is more continued success with this podcast and networking. So, like I said, I ordered business cards. Um, I want to go to more events. I was supposed to go to an event last night, but I was so tired that I just could not. Like, I was, like, dizzy. This is very humid in New York City, and I just did not feel good. And I was like, I need to lay down before I end up in somebody's hospital. But, like, all of this noise, though. Um, But I definitely want continued success um and people listening share this like this comment subscribe if you are not subscribed do that please comment review right like share with a person help me out please y'all thank you thank you thank you I want more professional growth I want to you know I, I haven't really done a lot of PDs this year that were sponsored by like my job or the school I work at I want to, like, learn more about more things. I, like, am always very eager and hungry to learn and, like, to be ahead of the curve. So I want to do more PDs. I want to start figuring out a plan to do my own private practice because that's really my goal. Like, that's why I got my clinical license. That's why I went to NYU because it's more clinical-based. I think I just need to figure out the logistics of how I can really make it happen also want to figure out if I want to stay in New York because that has been a thing. Like, I don't really want to live in New York forever because it's, it's so expensive unless, you know, find someone who, like, takes me out of the struggle. <laughs> and I don't have to struggle by myself no more. Or at all. It's really the goal. Um But, yeah, so I want to, like, figure out how I can work on my own private practice. If you have a private practice or know someone who does and they can give me some advice, please email me, thejoyofsocialwork at gmail.com, J-O-I, joy. Like, because I I feel like I look it up, I read it, and I go, this is too much. And then I, like, close out the browser, and I don't return until I'm thinking about it again. Um, and also, if you, have, if you are a social worker or know a social worker who has a license in multiple states... And you can give me some advice on how that works. That would be amazing. Like in layman's terms. Please don't send me a link to website. Because I've read them all. And I just i am like this is overwhelming. My brain can't function it right now. So that doesn't work. But if you can break it down in like some sentences. I would appreciate that. Um, and lastly. I really want to learn how to date. Dating in your 30s is different from dating in your 20s. Um, this is my first time dating in my 30s. I got a boyfriend at 29. (laughs) I was like, all right. So, this is just going to be it. Like, this is cool. We is in love. And we is so happy. We is just going to get married. And then life happened. Or death happened, rather. And I don't know. talk to men. Oh, my God. I'm so awkward when it comes to this stuff. I've been on two apps. I, I can't. Like, men are inconsistent. Or just not interested enough and or they're weird and they say things like the f word but not fuck the really bad f word that we shouldn't say and I'm like, whoa 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 you can't say that and he's like I don't mind lesbians though oh my god I'm like oh my oh my god like everyone I know is gay you can't say it. no, stop no, no so yeah I just I just want to learn how to date. And then date and then not be weird and awkward because I'm too old to bring a representative to the table. So you have to take all of the crazy that is joy, all of the weirdness, all of the quirks. And you got to love that shit. And if you can't love it, then leave me alone. Stop texting my phone. Or like if you are not interested, also stop texting my phone because it's confusing. I hate it. (laughs) I just want somebody to be like, hey, Joy, I like you. And we should be together and I'll be like, okay. Or not. I got an internet crush. And I just wanted to like me. All right, let me get off this before I start saying weird shit. All right. So thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to this year. I feel good. Like I feel like I sound like I feel good. But I feel good. Like I'm smiling and shit. Everything is great. Um, everything is love, like Beyonce and Jay-Z said. Um, yeah. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Email me. Give me some feedback. If you can, help me dating. When you know somebody who fine and is not an idiot and is educated and got a car. Like, you got to have a car because I'm tired of driving. I'm just tired of driving. I don't want to drive nobody around no more. So, yeah, if you know someone... Who is not too old? Like mid-40s, probably, because then I'm a little too silly. And he's gonna be looking at me like you was a clown. And I'm gonna be like, yeah. And he gotta wanna have kids. Okay. But if you know somebody, the joy of social work at gmail.com. And if you can help me with that other stuff about my license and private practice, that would be great too. You guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. Bye. Say no.